Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time always gonna be the best. Come on! All right! Hope you guys had uh, a good weekend. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday, you still went through a weekend, so hopefully it was good. <laughs> Whatever day you're listening, Whatever hope day, your last ho- weekend was good. Hope your previous, most recent weekend was fantastic. <laughs> In real life, IRL, we're recording this and it's coming to you on Monday, the 27th of September. That's when... So if you're if you're like getting it the day of, that's the the actual date. So we're referring to the 26th, which was the last weekend in September. Yeah. Right? Holy crap. Scary. Um, and another Husker football game. I hope it went well. Um, <laughs> Cuz we did we actually were recording this on Friday. Let's do it both ways. Let's do it both ways. So, yeah, I can't believe they won. <laughs> okay, now hold on. Oh man, what a terrible game. But it was only a 5-point spread is what I heard too. Okay, good. So I'll edit whatever however it works, I'll edit it out. Okay, great. I'll forget. I'm just kidding. So this being, you'll forget. Yeah. This is the, but in, in reality, um, we do want to make reference to the fact that um, 27th is when this is being released. And um, we had mentioned on Friday that we were going to have a guest on the show uh, who's one of our podcasters. And, and Sheriff Scott Rose is on with us this morning. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, guys. Hey. hey Scott. So introduction is, is that uh, Scott's podcast, Officer Down Memorial Podcast, which is on the Herd at Media Network. Um, and it's been with us since December and uh, has 25 episodes that are out so far. And what we wanted to do, because this is a, kind of a special month for law enforcement in particular and their families, and talk about what you're doing with your podcast first and uh, also talk about what this month is. But maybe before we get into that, even let's, let's talk about how you ended up doing this podcast as you're a sheriff. They aren't supposed to be doing podcasts in their basement. I know it's weird. Everybody, <laughs> I, I contact people and they're like, okay, you're, you're sheriff, but you're doing a podcast and you're doing the production and you're <laughs> something's not right here. It's just like they're, they, nobody believes me. Yeah, it is. It's, it's all working. It's all working. So in a previous life I was in radio. So, um, which is how Jill and I met. Mm-hmm. A hundred years ago. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but you've been in right. law enforcement now for how long? I got into law enforcement in 1996. Okay. So, um, and you went back to your hometown, your home stomping grounds, actually. Yeah, actually. And it's surprising they even hired me because I spent most of the time in the backseat here. When well, I was, was going to say that, you know, standing inside the cell is a little different than on the other side, it is, isn't it? it? <laughs> well, and and I, I recognize that in the squads, there's way more leg room in the front seat. <laughs> And, and I like to drive. Um, I I'm not a good passenger. So uh, it's very, very, it's much more comfortable up it's front. It's worked out wonderfully, it sounds like. It worked like. out great. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. how long have you been sheriff also for Dodge County? I've been uh, just in the last part of my second term. So uh, next year will be eight years. Congratulations. And uh, I'm proof that they will elect anybody here in Dodge County. 
Um, having having been the child that I was growing up here, I was a cop's kid and a teacher's kid, so I was yeah. always in trouble. Um, right. I was the last kid. My dad thought my dad thought the radio was the perfect first career choice for me because he said I had the perfect face for radio. Uh-huh. That's and, nice. <laughs> and then, yeah, I know, love. Um, and then when I told him 10 years later I was going to go into law enforcement, he's like, uh, what? Yeah. It's like, you're the one that was in the back seat with yeah. them bringing you home to us. Right. How are you going into law enforcement? And uh, no, it just worked out. And um, I love it. I uh, So this would be my, what, 20, almost 25 years? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's amazing. How long have you thought about doing this podcast? Well, that's another interesting story. In mm-hmm. November, so last year was 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 COVID, and um, again, as I said, prior to being in law enforcement, I was I worked in radio, and I was a production director. That was my kind of my forte. So um, I've always had a studio in my home. I've had a voiceover studio here for years, and it's work that I've done on the side. Last year with COVID, of course, everything was shut down. Production studios were shut down, and there wasn't there wasn't really any work. And, um, one of the things that I do, um, in, in addition to my law enforcement work with the sheriff's office is I'm on the board of directors with the Minnesota law enforcement Memorial association. And, um, with that organization, I got involved in that organization when my best friend from work died. Uh, he, he's a line of duty death here from 2013. And, uh, when I saw the kind of work that they did for, survivor families and for agencies who have lost an officer, I was like, Oh my God, this is, these are the people that I want to work with. I want to, I want to do this. I want to help these people. And mm-hmm. uh, so I got involved in the board and last year with COVID going on and no, not, you know, not a lot of voiceover work. I was trying to figure out how with these stories, with these off. So if you look up line of duty, deaths, like for Nebraska, for example, mm-hmm. you look up a line of duty death officer, and on the, on the state websites or their memorial websites, they're going to show the picture. They're going to give the end of watch date or EOW date. And they're going to give you a brief narrative of what happened to the officer. But th- having worked with survivor families here through the Memorial Association, I know there's so much more to their stories. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, these are such interesting stories. And in today's time where uh, with all, all the anti-law enforcement rhetoric and, you know, cops have become kind of a political football um, in the last, in the last couple of years and, and cops have been r- really beat up and we need, we need more stories out there to show that 99.9% of these cops are really just amazing, amazing people. And with these stories, I thought there's more to the story and how can I tell that? Well, I put together a podcast idea Oddly enough, I had never listened to a podcast before this. <laughs> well, it's very, um, I will say that the, the format you chose to do this is very similar to old style radio. Um, when they'd have yeah, the like radio, radio programs. Theater, yeah, kind of. exactly. Yeah. And they would do live um, radio theater because they would have them in performance. Right. Oh my God, you know, I love and, those. Love um, those. When I was working in Hastings uh, years ago, but the, the radio station there was in a building downtown. And you, when you were upstairs in the studio, which was on the third floor, third or fourth floor, but there was a window that at the time you could look through the window out of the studio and you were looking down on the stage and then oh, there was cool. uh, their huge press tin ceiling, and I could still see the ceiling from where I was, but now it was floored off because it was a, it was oh. the part of the fourth yeah, that's floor. Awesome. But if you were, and there are pictures where you could see from the studio and look out, and they could see the performers on the stage and see the audience that was there watching the live radio performance. 
that's oh, that's cool. super cool. With yeah. you know, with somebody yeah. holding sound effects in their hands, right, you know, different right. things to make noises, and and that was like in the '40s, I think, is when they were doing that at that at that particular time of that station. But oh, that's, that's cool. cool. But that gives the same effect that what you, what you're putting together. You know what I like? What I like to do is I like to for me it's the the challenge, the creativity part of it that I really enjoy is the challenge of creating a visual with audio. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to put you in a in an era, trying to put you in that in the position of that officer where you feel like you're there, and um, well, it's little things been, that you that's do that's that are fun. like little triggers that you do, like mentioning particular music that's popular or right. an election that happened or you and know a major event, something that just kind of puts you into that place, so you yeah. realize where you were at that in that time or yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, it's um, you know, so essentially. I, I, I put a uh, format together that I thought would keep people's attention mm-hmm. and, and be historical. Cause I love history and, and tell the story of these officers. And do I you have do my, the my research kid. yourself? I do, or? I do all, I do all the research. So I'll pick the story. I'll do all the research. Um, the, the way I put them together is, is so I worked in investigations before I w- was elected sheriff. So I'm used to public data requests. I'm used mm-hmm. to going to agencies to get information. And this is a little odd for me on this with this project because I'm not, I'm not doing it as a law enforcement officer. I'm doing it as a, someone in the public. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know the process. And so I'll do the public data requests and I'll get all the information I can from the agencies, the reports, the radio audio, any telephone audio. Um, and, and I'll lay out those reports and I'll lay out a timeline of the story of this officer and then recreate that time period, introduce the listener to the agency, introduce the listener to that community at the time, and then put them in that place where I'm walking them through exactly what happened when you, we lost the You even the kind of introduce them to the perpetrator too. Absolutely. Uh, to know yeah. what their story was and what their yeah. background, if you have that information. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, it's just, it's interesting. And um, a lot of unintended benefits with the survivor families that I had no clue were going to happen. Um, it's been really, it's well, been a really rewarding project. I think that the, the, uh, you were, you were a little bit leery at the very beginning because you know, there, there was the possibility that they didn't want to hear it. I was very yeah. leery because I, you uh, working with survivor families and working mm-hmm. with Lima, you're always worried about re-victimizing these families. Right. And that was always my biggest fear. And um, so I, I, I really shy away from current stories. Mm-hmm. Um, for line of duty death, the, the most recent one I did was, uh, the Sean Schneider story and he's December of 2011. Right. And even that was difficult for the people involved. Well, shoot, to talk about. just speaking locally here in Omaha, when you talk about the officers that have been killed in the line of duty, Jimmy Wilson was in the nineties. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And Ty Pratt was in the early two thousands. And it yeah. still rings very, very, very clear. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, let alone any that are more recent. Um, but yeah. those two in particular, the stories have been kept alive because of the memorials, et cetera. But also, you know, it's just, it, 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 it really is, um, uh, I don't want to say like a, an open wound, um, it is, though. but it, it, it is for a lot of people. It affects everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Without a you doubt. Know? But you've seen you know? some really positive reaction from the families. So the families, it's, it's been interesting because the, a lot of these families are still, you, they're grieving. It never ends for them. You know, their sacrifice never ends because um, they're, they're actually their biggest fear is that we'll forget their officer. 
that will forget their service and sacrifice this officer, their loved one made and, and died for. And they don't want the story to be forgotten. And one of the, one of the survivor uh, wives that I worked with on one of the stories told me, she said that, uh, she said, when, when, when my husband died, you get, you have all the phone calls, you have all the, the agencies contacting you, you have neighbors coming over and officers coming over. You have all the activity with the funeral and with Lima. And it's an amazing celebration of his service and his life. And then afterwards for the next couple of weeks, there's still food coming over and people calling and then things slow down mm-hmm. and people stop calling because it becomes uncomfortable. People aren't sure what to say or how to approach them or they, I, they probably I, don't want to keep bringing it up to him in, in, in exactly. a sense. It's like, well, is it, is it, God, it's been, you know, it's been two months. Do I dare rent mention? You know, I don't want to. Yeah. And then you think, okay, if I don't mention it, do they think I don't care anymore? Like yeah. it is a weird spot right. for people. Everybody's to in. in a weird place. Yeah. The reality okay. is they want to talk about it. They want yeah. to talk the, about the story. They want, they don't want people to forget their fallen officer. So what she told me, she said, every day I don't get a phone call. Every day somebody doesn't mention my husband. I feel like I'm revictimized again. Wow. Yeah. That's, and, and you've thought, even wow. had some of their, like some of their coworkers have helped you tell stories. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Coworkers, yeah. Um, coworkers who after telling the story have reconnected after years of not talking to each other. Wow. Um, which is, which is super cool. And, and age ranges um, all the way up to, I think the oldest officer that I re- I interviewed was probably 80. He's 84. I think. Was that a case that was in the sixties? That was the, that, nope. That one was the Robert beefy Lawson. That's case right. Casca County, which is, um, that's a crazy, crazy story. Um, I worked with that county to help generate letters to be sent from the public to the state to keep their his killer in prison because he was up for parole. And that that's that was the first one. That was the first parole hearing. Yeah, oh, I've never I'd never done one like that before. We'll um, link to that episode in our description actually, so people yeah. can check it out. Yeah, we'll link to the yeah. whole your whole podcast and that specific episode. A good place. That to one's start. crazy. That one's a that one's a made for movie um, episode. Mm-hmm. And and that one I learned a lot from the families. So that one the his son is um, worked with me throughout the whole thing. And his son was the spokesperson for the family throughout the trial. Wow. And um, what his son, t- I mean, there were several times that he was in tears talking to me mm-hmm. and um, his son said that uh, afterwards he was so afraid. He, I don't know. He was, and every one of them, all these families are, they're so concerned about how this story is going to be perceived to just the unknown of how it's going to sound. Mm-hmm. And afterwards he said that, he felt he was able to work through things that in his grieving process or work through issues that he had with his dad's death and with the, with the case that he, he didn't realize he hadn't worked through before. Mm-hmm. Um, his grandson, Robert Lawson's grandson contacted me. He works for the same sheriff's office that Robert did. And he referenced the story as being, and I've heard this from several families, taboo. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just, you didn't talk about grandpa. You didn't talk about the story. It's just not something you brought up. Yeah. And he said, so that being the case, nobody, uh, the next generation of kids or two generations down, we didn't really know the story. Right. And, not, and then now that we do, and we, we, we see that, you know, he was a hero mm-hmm. that, that this is something that we can share with our kids. We can, we can, we're, we're, we're talking about it. We have family that's reconnecting that 
had, had disconnected because of that awkwardness of, of, of losing him. Yeah. And, um, that's oh, just cool. Well, it's it brings just, that that's kind cool. of brings us to that point of talking about why, in particular, this month was, uh, you you kind of shifted gears a little bit this month, at, and and I think I believe the the title is it's uh, law enforcement a law enforcement officer suicide prevention awareness month, and then the day yep. was the twenty sixth, yep. um, of the, the the remembrance in particular, and that's why that the episodes that you've been putting out this month and the one in particular that came out yesterday. Um, you've been talking to some of these organizations that, that help the survivors. Um, Invisible Wound Project was one of them. Yeah. And um, Blue Suicide, Survivors of Blue Suicide um, right. is another one as well because that's another uh, consequence or another story completely different from officers who absolutely died in the line of duty, but these were, these were because of the line of duty. Right. I mean, because, um, and they don't get talked about. No, they don't get the right. It's the stigma of, of suicide and the stigma, the shroud of suicide and the stigma of mental health. And this last year has been a case in point that we've seen. Right. So many stories come out. Right. Because of all the events, a lot of the events. And, and and like you said, it's been a really rough ride for people that wear a uniform. Right. Um, So, so suicide, uh, National Suicide Prevention Month is is this month. Right. And uh, so I had talked with, uh, there was an officer that I, I knew who had committed suicide in 2019 from South St. Paul PD. I grew up in the same neighborhood as his wife did. And um, so I've got connections with both families. And um, it's a 2019 death. Mm. And Normally, I would never ever talk to the talk to a family or even approach a family to share that story because it is so fresh, so recent, yeah. Um, but but Katie, uh, Corey's wife, she she's working with Invisible Wounds Project. Um, she's doing a ton of work with them to help create uh, awareness, uh, certainly all over, but mm-hmm. certainly in Minnesota, in regards to stress, PTSD and uh, suicide awareness for officers because her, her husband, Corey, when you listen to the story, this guy was, this guy was the cop. I mean, he was, he ha- had been there. He'd done that. He worked his way up. Um, he did everything 150%. He was a hard driver. Um, he, but he was one of those guys who could never turn it off. Mm-hmm. Um, he was always a cop. It didn't matter whether he was at work or with his family or, or whatever. And um and, uh, and he struggled and being a hard driver like that, he got hurt several times and, and he was dealing with cumulative pain or not cumulative, uh, chronic pain from, from his injuries. And, um, it's an interesting story because he's everybody that you'd talk to, he's the last person you'd ever think would take his own life. Wow. Um, yeah. but that, that all the more reason why, and I'm glad that she did that. I'm glad that she, okay. she had the foresight to say, you know what? we get this story out there and that's going to help a lot of other people that either are possibly the officers themselves or the families that have gone through it that really haven't had the attention that they deserve. Right. uh, So the the reality is if you look at Corey's story, he died as a result of the job, as a result of injuries from the job, as a result of the stress and PTSD from the job. And we have a, a number of line of duty deaths of officers who died from injuries because of an incident or because of a, a case. And how are they different? Mm-hmm. You know, with the line of duty deaths, we, we, they're celebrated every year on police week on May 15th. They are celebrated with their agency, with the 
with their region, with the state, with the National Memorial uh, mm-hmm. uh, Program in Washington, D.C. And and the suicide families, the, the suicide survivor families, they don't get any of that. They're kind of the forgotten families in all of this. I think, again, it goes back to the taboo. And it's just, the, right. I'm sure that they want, the agencies want to, want to pay their respects. But like you right. mentioned, even if you go to the pages where they list the officers who have died in the line of duty, mm-hmm. um, I think that the suicide should be listed there as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Uh, right, but right. but I see but that that in itself, those interviews that you did, I think, are, are really going to be helpful to yeah. uh, people that are listening to your podcast to begin with. And we're trying to get the, the word out to as many, uh, of course, the law enforcement agencies, because obviously they this resonates with them. But right. the families and the communities right. that have gone through the same thing. And with, um, with Corey's story, too, he's got the he's got the uh, the chance meeting with his um, star, his star meeting his uh, how did he put it? He had a term for it. It was, it was his, uh, um, uh, he, he got to arrest a, a, a big, big star and, really? and she is in the podcast and, um, it, it's, 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 it's pretty funny. The story's pretty funny actually when you, when you listen to it. And, and, um, and I will say this is somebody, everybody is, everybody knows who she is. Oh my God. Yeah. I, let yeah. me just say that. Everybody yeah. knows who she well, is. Well, that's interesting. I got to listen now. Now you got to listen. Uh, yeah. I know it. Because it, it was really cool. And it was really cool that uh, in a heartbeat, they wanted to take part. Yeah, that, is, that and, is cool. And I got it. There's a video of her and him. Um, there's also the pictures of him when he arrested her and handcuffed her. <laughs> and it's, it's wow. pretty, the whole the story's pretty cool. The, what's cool about the story is that um, as big, as huge of a, a national star as she is. International international star without that she a doubt has, she, yeah, her and her whole family are right that she has <laughs> kept up with this family yeah and um contacted the family when Corey died and uh still continues to keep in touch with the family and it's just it's that's, it's just a super cool story yeah, that is cool um that's fantastic that's why yeah. and that's why we, we thought you know let's this is the perfect month the perfect month to highlight your podcast and um, what you're putting together and also of course this month in itself needs to be highlighted yeah, so absolutely. it made total sense to us to do that. So our suggestion, of course, is to go check out his podcast and, and you can find it on all the regular platforms. If you're not a regular podcast listener, like you listen to us, maybe you go, maybe you listen to us from our website or from Facebook or something like that. You can go to the Officer Down Memorial podcast website yeah. and all of his podcasts are there along with supporting uh, visuals. You've got other pictures that you've included on that website so yeah. people can see pictures of of what Case these pictures. people. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, definitely worth the time to go to the website and take a look at that. Absolutely. And then, um, yeah, and make it a habit to, to take a listen. Yeah. A lot of these cases right now are, are not, they're not in Nebraska. These are mostly in Minnesota um, right yeah. now, but uh, hopefully that's going to be changing and we'll be able to add some more divisions to that as so well. So there's a Nebraska, there's one Nebraska story mm-hmm. in there. We have uh, an Arizona story coming up. We have <sighs> a Wisconsin story coming up. Um, so there are, there it's, 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 it's growing, which is, which is fun. It's this is fantastic. It's been a great experience. Super. Well, good deal. Scott, thanks for coming on with us. Yeah, thanks we appreciate it, Scott. Telling Thank what you, you do and what the story is. And, and, yeah. um, I want, I want to encourage everybody to just take a listen. Cause I think it, it'll leave a, it'll leave an impression. Trust me. It yeah. will. Yeah. Well, and all those links we talked about are just below. If you're listening, wherever you're listening, you can click right there and, and we'll send you to 
where yeah. we need to go. Send you right to the yep. podcast. So, all right. So you said you've already got some in the hopper, like six or eight that are you're getting ready to work on. So oh my you're gosh. covered. Yeah, we got a lot of cool stories that are I in mean, the works it, already. A lot of super interesting stories uh, of uh, some great heroes, and and uh, yeah, it'll be super interesting. So fantastic. Definitely Perfect. check it out. Thank you, Scott. We thank, appreciate thank it. You guys. See you, buddy. Take care. You too. Bye bye. See ya. That's uh. That's awesome. Yes, it is. Yeah, he and the, and the podcasts are so well produced. Yeah, that um, I mean, it's gonna it, it'll blow you away. Well, yeah. it's it's really it's really interesting. Listen, good stuff. Click on the link. Matt and JT podcast, a Huda Media production.